<laughs> Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Geek Studios podcast. Uh, today, I'm here with Ernest Roberts, and we have a special guest, uh, Ashley Esper. Did I pronounce it correctly? That's right. Okay, cool, because I have a huge tendency of mispronouncing okay. people's names and different things. I was like, oh, I, I blame my uh, my Mexican accent, uh, which is the reason why, but uh, who am I kidding? It's just me. <laughs> no, you got it. You got it. <laughs> okay, Ashley, so uh, you are the creator. So let me get You're the creator illustrator writer everything when it comes to uh ralph's the comic book series that's right i did everything <laughs> <laughs> that is a first like i remember uh me and ernest we went we went we were looking for like uh the first issue of ralph's and that's the first thing we noticed we're like oh so ashley just does it all like <laughs> wow <laughs> like so yeah. we, were, we were very impressed when it came to that well thank you yeah. <laughs> So uh, tell us a little bit of Ralph's. Uh, where did the story come from? Uh, what is a, a little snippet of what the comic book is for people that have not seen it before? Yeah, sure. Um, well, Ralph's came from just one day. I was re redrawing. I, I stopped drawing for fun for a little while. Um, just work and things got in the way and I wanted to pick up drawing again. Um, and I just was doodling and drawing characters that we already know, like, I think I, I drew Scooby-Doo a lot when I was a kid. And so just kind of re getting back into drawing familiar characters. And then one day I just drew a dog and it was Ralph. Um, it was just the, the one at first, it was the one with the black ears. And he, he even in early stages had, he had spots on his nose and kind of all over him different places. So he's gone through some changes, but he was, I don't know, something about him. I just was drawn to him and fell in love with him instantly as opposed to just other characters I've drawn for fun. And so I just started drawing him in different poses and different character sketches, different cartoons, just kind of throwing him into things that I just thought were funny and kind of cutesy and so he was the only one for a while. And then I drew the second one with, with the white ears and black paws. And I said, okay, you know, there's, there can be room for more, you know, why not have it be a, a buddy, like a friend duo instead of just one main character. I thought there was, okay. there was, yeah, there was more fun in like, I guess, strength and numbers or something. And I guess duos are always just fun in general. There's like a foil and then someone to get the punchline and they kind of switch, switch roles of like, who's the foil and who's not. Um, but I'm inspired by Looney Tunes and a lot of Warner Brothers, uh, Animaniacs, especially. That's I tell everyone that's my favorite cartoon ever. Um, and so a lot of that humor is I, I threw it at the Ralphs and and their the way that they portray, you know, like they just get into random things that you would see in any of those old timey cartoons. And it's just their version of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, like we did get a chance to uh, read the first issue. So um we really, really enjoyed uh, the comic itself, uh, especially like the part of, or of the TV repairman when they freaking. Oh, really? <laughs> that that was hilarious for me. Like, um, and we really, really enjoyed the concept. So, for a lot of uh, comic book fans, honestly, we're kind of getting a little bit tired of the whole Marvel, DC superheroes stuff like that. Like, oh, now Batman is this, and now <laughs> Superman's this. Like all the transitions that it's gone through. So it's I've noticed that not just with myself, but like a huge part of the community, they're going into more uh, indie based or smaller comic books, if you will. And this is definitely something that I think everybody should definitely check out. It's very fun to read. And it almost feels like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the show uh, Mad TV, Spy vs. Spy. Like, <laughs> yeah. It feels a little bit like it. I was like, I, was like, I like that. I dig it. I get that um, comparison a lot. <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, for me, it was definitely nostalgic. Like, it, especially my favorite part of the first series. Um, was more so the I'm a good dog, I'm a bad dog type that one. Um, it took me right into Looney Tunes with Bugs and Daffy. Like it ripped me really right into nostalgia, but I've definitely enjoyed every bit of it. And yeah. it was very fun. Thank you guys. I appreciate that. Yeah, I <laughs> it was straight out of Looney Tunes. It was me and my brother one day. My my brother kind of helped me with the dialogue of that first one. That was I think the first full length comic yeah. <laughs> I did was, was the, the good dog. I'm a good dog. Mm -hmm. And he's like, why don't you just throw this in there and we can just put our own spin on it. 
And so it, it's funny too, because I, I talk about being a fan of older cartoons and some of the earlier, even way earlier back in like the three stooges type of days, that humor kind of transcends into Looney Tunes and everything. And it's just them putting their own spin on it. So that was, that was just the way that I wanted to portray it. <laughs> I loved it. Thank you. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. It's, it's oh, been no. a lot of fun. <laughs> like, I think that's like, that's the best part is the amount of fun and like everything that, you know, like, I guess what you wanted to put into the comic and actually, as you read it, you can see it. Um, that's why, like, for me, it was a very fun read. Like, I like, this is definitely something that I know adults and kids will love. Like, I know if I show it to my daughter, my daughter, will, she'll love it. Uh, which I will. Uh, it's just right now she's busy with her high school stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but she she's uh, she loves comics, uh, especially anything that's written by women. She she's into women empowerment. Awesome. So like I guarantee you'll have a fan as soon as I as soon as I show it to her. Which we did actually order some of the other comics from Guerrilla Publishing from the website. Great. So we will try and get every single uh, comic, every single issue, because I tend to be a completist. Whereas like once I start, I need to have Ah, them all. (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, so for people that are coming in, into the craft, what is some advice you can give them? Like, so you write, you, you illustrate, you draw, you create the story. So any snip for any of those, it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be for every single thing. Um, overall be true to who you are. And be true to what drives you. Like I said, I, I, I knew going in that people were going to recognize certain aspects of uh, old cartoons. And I recognize that joke. You know, I, I knew that that was going into it, but that's kind of the point. And like you said, Miguel, I wanted this to transcend not only to kids, but to adults as well. And it's not too finding the middle ground is hard. So, so that's a little bit hard, but, but I guess like if you, if you take it and, you know, if, if it's funny to you or if it speaks to you, it will speak to somebody else. I think that's one of the number one rules of thumb for myself is that there's an audience for, for everything out there. And for me, I got lucky because it's it's a family friendly type of book. You know, it's it's a little on the edge where it's, you know, that's when us adults are like, ah, ah I see that. Or I, I caught that. But the little ones will just be like, oh, it's a funny dog or or whatever, or even high school age or whatever, they, they're kind of in the middle of that too, where they have that nostalgia feeling, but they're also like, okay, I get this. Give yourself a lot of time. That's something that I need to, I needed to tell myself, especially with the first two issues. When we get to talk about, about the next project, uh, I got it done early and we'll get to that. But the first two books, I thought I was like, I got this, you know, whatever. And then it comes down to crunch time and I'm scrambling trying to get it done. So Give yourself plenty of time. That's definitely something to, that that I needed to learn, and I did this time around. But it's a discipline. It's a discipline. You have to work hard at it and be true. Like to tell yourself, like, no, I I can work harder, or I can pull back and relax a little bit too. And I think you even in the old cartoons, there was always those adult jokes in the cartoons. And as a kid, they kind of flew past your head. But sure, for adults, I think that was it was fun for them. Now, now going back and watching some of the older cartoons like uh, Animaniacs, Rugrats, a- any of those cartoons, oh, you're like, oh, I uh, get it now. I get it. And it's fun. You know, it's it's fun for us. You know, they talk about nostalgia and ah, nostalgia, but there's a difference between just liking something when you were a kid, but you liked it when you were a kid for one reason. But if you grow up as an adult and you like it for a completely different reason, I think that's the beauty of these these things that we hold on to so dearly that it proves that they stand the test of time because even when you get older and you're a completely different mindset, you find something new to hold on to and to appreciate about it. I totally agree with that because like you said, there's difference between good nostalgia and something that stands the the stands of time. Um, There's been lots of times where I was like, to me, I remember something like, oh my God, this is so amazing because to me, when I was young, I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. I go back and watch the movies or or something. For example, like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, the very first movie. I watch it now and I'm just like, wow. Like, <laughs> wow. I mean, I watched it recently too. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, the cheese. Yeah. The cheese is so great. <laughs> and then there, there's things that, for example, like uh, I remember I remember my very first uh, Pokemon game on Game Boy. So I went I went and bought a Game Boy. I 
it was broken, so I got it fixed. I I got Pokemon Red, and I started replaying it again. And to me, it was like, oh my god, this is the, this is still one of the best games ever for me, right? And so I feel like, yes, I agree 100%. There's things that are nostalgic because they're just nostalgic. And then mm-hmm. there's things that, you know, definitely uh, they progress very, very well over time. Yeah. And I feel like this is one of those things that will definitely progress very well over time. Like, like I said, like, it's very enjoyable, very fun to read. It's it's simple, but that's what makes it so much better. And like, I don't know, like I you definitely got new fans. Uh, <laughs> thank you i so appreciate that yeah i yeah everything you're saying is exactly the goal that i wanted to to, to reach people and to and to and i hope it stands the test of time i truly do i'm not gonna stop i'm gonna keep making them yeah do you have any plans to make any other characters or any additions to ralph's there is in volume two you'll see and then even so more so in volume three and the future i haven't even introduced new characters yet there are going to be new characters introduced in volume one i think the only other character is clarence the neighborhood bonehead yeah who who (laughs) offers even more silly comic relief i just love him (laughs) um but yeah there will be side characters another um inspiration that kind of came up it's it's sort of it wasn't until i was in the thick of it that i realized oh yeah this is exactly what i'm drawing from is garfield and friends because there was Garfield and Odie and John, and then there was the Barnyard Gang. Yeah. So, so it was like the, a side, a side quest, so to speak, or just a side story with all these characters, but they're all still in the same universe. So I'm I'm building a world. I think I just wanted to start small and just introduce the two, um, and then throw Clarence in there just because he was funny. But <laughs> the more they go, the more they're going to be interacting with other characters, other dogs, other animals. Um, and I, I I think it's funny to add the humans in there as just you know they're just like off brand people. They don't really have a, a stay, <laughs> but the main characters are going to be animals probably. But as of right now, they're the, the Ralph's world is what I'm mainly focusing on. Uh, right now that you brought up people in the comics, I think it's, it's really cool that there's, so there's people, there's, there's uh, these two dogs right in the first one and the dogs can talk. And what's it called? The humans are like, Oh, you know, like it's a normal thing. And like uh, they have banter between them and stuff like that. And I think that's so cool because, for example, Garfield, you know, nobody was able to talk. And most of the cartoons, like if the humans can, if the humans are, I guess, the top of the food chain in Uh in that world, animals normally don't talk uh, or they'll they'll have that like Garfield thing where it's like they'll talk, but in their heads, but not to actual people so right. i i thought that was actually very different and like i i really enjoyed that as well yeah. um and yeah like you said that's kind of uh like a little bit of uh the animaniacs like that kind of a style so like i really dig that like i i too am a big fan of the animaniacs of mm-hmm. all those old cartoons like i grew up watching all those cartoons. i still watch them i show them to yeah. my kid very very big kudos on that part as well thank you thank you <laughs> So now with the Kickstarter, so what what exactly is going to be on like the Kickstarter project? Um, if you could tell everybody a little bit about what to expect, when when will the Kickstarter be? Sure. So the Kickstarter will launch on Wednesday, this upcoming Wednesday, September 15th. Uh, the title is Ralph's Bones in the Attic, and it's actually an anthology collection. So you'll get the very first edition, well, the first comic of Ralph's that was featured with Julio's uh, book, Death Bag, Volume 3. Mm-hmm. So he had asked me if I would do a, a flip side, the flip side of the comic uh, story of just Ralph's, and then the other side, you got Death Bag. So you'll get that very first story. You'll get the very first ish of Volume 1. You'll get very first of Volume 2, and then a whole brand new Volume 3 that hasn't been released yet. Mm. And for p- folks who have Volume 1 or 2, say... There will be bonus pages inside of there that you didn't get with the first pressing. And plus you'll get the very first issue and a whole new set of stories. So it's a 60 page anthology. It's going to be, it's still going to be in black and white. Um, I just like the style of black and white and there will be stretch goals to possibly add more pages. If, if, if we get to that goal, Um, but otherwise rewards wise, we have, we have stickers, we have t-shirts uh, buttons. Uh, I'm going to offer a commission for one of the tiers that it'll be, it could be Ralph's related or it could be anime style. It could be Animaniac <laughs> style. I just did, I actually just did an anim, anime style one. Um, some characters from, I don't, I'm not huge into anime. I, I'm just kind of learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but My Hero Academia and Naruto, 
and a, and a couple other ones just, just meshed together. It was a lot of fun to work on. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so there's a commission tier, uh, and then all sorts of goodies that just have different, different Ralph isms on them. I definitely think the black and white works. Like, I don't think Thank you. like it definitely works. Like, uh, I think that's what makes it, uh, so it kind of makes it seem like the Sunday cartoons in a newspaper, mm-hmm. but at the same time is it, it's funner than those cartoons. And like, so I really enjoyed it. I think the style is amazing. What are some of your favorite comics that or something that you're reading now that really gets your attention? It could be any kind, any kind of comic, any kind of book, or just uh, comics wise. I recently there's a, it was honestly a free comic book day release from this year. It was called Stray Dogs. I, I've I've only heard the premise of it. I haven't actually gotten to it yet. But I think what I heard is that it's a serial killer who who kills people and then adopts their dogs that they left behind, and then all the dogs kind of band together and and try to and figure it out and try to, to, um, to defeat him. The style is very cool. Like it's a very dark story, but the dogs are really cute. Like they're, they're, it, it looks, I don't know. It's hard to describe, but they, they look like, you know, normal cartoons that you would see on TV or whatever, but it's a very, very dark story. So that's been really interesting. I just recently read a uh, Batman, the long Halloween. Oh yeah. I, I recently <laughs> read that one. See, I'm, I'm still kind of collecting and, in the comic world, I'm in it, but I'm also, I'm also still learning, you know, I don't have a lot of Marvel titles. Um, I just have stuff that I like. So I have Sailor right. Moon comics. Uh, I have a, I have a bunch of gorilla p- publishing titles, obviously all the tales I have. I, I, I don't know if I can say this word. It's cluster. <laughs> uh, it's by John. Uh, I forget the artist offhand. Oh my goodness. That's terrible. <laughs> but that's, that's a great story too. Um, I, I like, being an artist alley and um, going around and meeting people and doing either a trade or just kind of talking to our other independent artists like myself and just seeing their style. And if, if I'm drawn to it, then I'll definitely pick it up and we'll do a trade. So I have a lot of collection of, of other indie artists. Uh, that's definitely awesome. Mm-hmm. So for you, like who is one person that you would love to work with, whether that's on bringing them into the route into Ralph's or creating a new story overall, or you working on their story? Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, I would, this is like way future down the line yeah. type of goal. I want to turn Ralph's into a cartoon series eventually okay. someday. I've been really fortunate to meet a lot of uh, voice actors, uh, legendary voice actors in the community. Uh, Maurice LaMarche, Rob Paulson. I met Kevin Conroy a few years ago. Um, Honestly, I, I, because I, I don't know what the Ralphs actually sound like yet. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what they. I think when I hear it, it'll be like, yes, that's it. But I know for a fact that I want to work with these talented individuals um, because I want them to bring voice. Like, I want to thank them for you know bringing so much joy to my childhood growing up. So I'm like, why don't we just mesh the two worlds together? And now <laughs> you work for me and <laughs> voice my characters, and then. Uh, so honestly, I want to work with with voice actors to be to be completely honest, because I just I just love and adore them. And I think they can bring the Ralphs a whole new life. I would totally agree with that. That'd be awesome if you could get them on board. Yeah, <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> what was your favorite project working on? I did a, a Ralph story. This is something that is going to be a stretch goal um, if we get to it. I, I did a Ralph story for Tales from the Cryptic Closet, Volume 2, mm-hmm. and that was a very direct uh, homage to Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein where the, the Ross go to a haunted house and, and the chaos that ensues there. That was very, very hard. Very, very challenging. It came out beautifully, like just drawing the haunted house. You know, the, the dogs are kind of simple little characters, but I wanted to add a lot of detail in with the, the, the monsters and um, progressing the story along. So it was very, very hard and very challenging, but I, I loved it and I'm very happy with how it came out. So I really hope we do meet the stretch goal so that people who maybe haven't picked up tails can, can we can add that into the story and they can get that part of it as well. That's awesome. We we actually really hope you reach that stretch goal because that does sound pretty cool. Like yeah. it would be cool to see them in a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the future projects that you are working on or will start working on? Besides the Kickstarter stuff, <laughs> honestly, I haven't thought of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like I said, I, I was very, um, 
poor with time management the first time around when I did my first two books. And so now I was done a week ahead of schedule. So the book is ready. The book is ready to go to print. So there's no risk with the Kickstarter, which is awesome. The only thing I need to add is um, the thank you page, which every backer who backs the Kickstarter will get their name listed on the thank you page. So that's that's incentive as well. You get your name in the book. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a beautiful 60-page book. It's going to be great. Um, I, I want to continue, Ralph. So I think what I'm going to do now is do more... Um, web, I call them a web comic just because it's stuff I post on their Instagram page. And it's just a one or two panel, silly little burst of silliness. So I haven't thought that far ahead because I think this has just consumed everything. And I'm looking forward to making more, but nothing, nothing concrete just yet. Yeah, that sounds like that's actually pretty cool. Um, so Ashley, can you tell us what is one thing you've learned throughout, you know, the first, the first, uh, the first series, the second comic, and now uh, going on to your third? So we can we can call you a veteran when it comes to like being a comic book creator. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so what is one one thing you've learned that um, you've taken it in and you actually apply it every time? I think I mentioned a little before and to actually just touch on what you just said. Um, I think a lot of us creative people, we always have that imposter syndrome where we feel like we're not good enough or we shouldn't boast about these kind of things. Um, or you, or you need to reach a certain level of success or, you know, completed so many projects to really be in the, the position you want to be in. What I've learned is that there, there are no rules really. And you just, you just keep going. And as, as if, if you put as much effort and love and care into it, then, then, then that's what you're doing. I had to tell myself, you are a comic book artist. You are a published comic book artist. And sometimes it's hard to accept that in ourselves because we think we need to be at a certain level. And, and I, I, I really needed to hear that for myself in order to, to keep going and to keep believing in myself. So that's, that's one thing I'm really grateful for. I, I, and I have, I'm a growing a fan base and and people who love the books and love the characters and and it's it's happening and I think that's the the coolest most rewarding part is that my dreams are coming true and it's all because I just buckled down and kept believing and kept working hard and just kept do, just kept doing it so I'm very fortunate to be in the place I'm in but I've worked hard for it so and that's awesome to hear I'm I'm also one of those people that kind of suffers from the same thing. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't go away. You just have to learn how to get around it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I started a new career just shortly. And once again, that you take that with you and it's like my manager, my directors, they all tell me the opposite. They're like, Oh, you know, like you're, you're great to work with. You're, you're easy to work with. You're hardworking. But to me, it's like, oh, man, like, I don't even know if I should be here. Like, mm-hmm. why am I here? So it's I know it's something that um, it's it's a little troublesome or it's a little hard sometimes to deal with. But I'm very glad that you've been able to I wouldn't say move on from your imposter syndrome because I know it's something like I, I know it's something that you just can't get over. But mm-hmm. I'm very glad you were able to push through it and um, create these comics. They're very fun. They're very, it's a very great read. I applaud you for that. And like, I'll tell you this, you are definitely a very, very skilled person and who has an amazing craft. And we are actually looking forward to to what, um, like your projects and other stuff that you're going to be doing. We are, so we love talking to (laughs) uh, like independent comic writers and independent people because there's so much awesomeness there that people may not know about. And for us, it's like, we always go into these podcasts or interviews and we're like, all right, you know, well, we'll it's more so that other people could listen to them, but then we become fans and it's like, oh man, it's crazy. You know, <laughs> Yeah, we all just, just spread we the joy. Yeah. We, we spread the joy. We share the love. So is there any video games that you play Ashley or is it just uh, comic books? I play Crash Bandicoot. Oh, okay. It, I love, love Crash Lambo. Bandicoot. I um every weekend my boyfriend and I play uh, Crash Team Racing and we just rack up points and we and we we buy all the skins, we buy all the characters. Um I, and then Spyro the Dragon. Mm, so okay. 
those early PlayStation, especially with the reboots coming out. Yeah. Um, and I do have the new Crash Bandicoot game. It's so insanely hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's so insanely hard. Um, what I am looking forward to is complete curveball, but uh, the Evil Dead game. Yes. I am yeah. <laughs> so excited for that. that. Those are my favorite horror movies. And I can't wait to play as Ash. We share the same name. So I can't wait to, I can't wait to play as him. That's definitely one of my favorite uh, horror anthologies as well. Um, like I watched the uh, the TV show, I which was great. It, it, it mm-hmm. was great, so um, good. <laughs> and I know, if, like uh, for me and Ernest, like we played modern games, we play old games. Like sometimes we'll go to his house, we'll play Mario Kart, and I could never beat him in Mario Kart, but I hype up my girlfriend so she could beat him in Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still undefeated, by the way. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> You hold that title. Oh, he, he never he never <laughs> let me forget. He'll never <laughs> let me forget. Um, Love it. <laughs> so what is your modern, your favorite modern cartoon or something that's still airing out right like as of today? I love Rick and Morty. Okay. Uh, Rick and Morty's great. I, I honestly, I love the new uh, Animaniacs reboot. I, I think the best reboot that's come out have been the Looney Tunes cartoons. And I know that that's because I love them, but they're just really, really good. Because some reboots just, meh, yeah. they just don't quite have the same. And there's 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 room for criticism. There's room for like, <laughs> oh, you know, but I think the Looney Tunes cartoons and the Animaniacs are, are top tier. What else? Recently, I've watched, uh, I liked BoJack Horseman. Yeah, I really, really liked BoJack Horseman. That was that was a, uh, I didn't know what it was going to be when I started it, but it got deeper and deeper. And I'm like, this is something it was, it was one of the best shows I've ever watched. So I agree. I, I yeah. agree. Like, I really like BoJack Horseman mm-hmm. as well. And, and yeah, like it's something that you're like, all right, is it going to be fun and cutesy? And then you're like, oh, it's more in your face, like real problems, real scenarios that could happen in Hollywood and stuff. And you're like, whoa and yes i i was i watched the whole all of them i even watched the christmas special um oh yeah <laughs> i think the best part about bojack too is they they have those serious moments but then when they do a cutaway the the animal like side side gig or side gags like of the, the raccoon uh, in the garbage can or when a, sc- a scary noise happens and the pigeons fly away, like <laughs> those are the stuff I live for. Like even the yes. Simpsons have good sight gags like that. And yeah, they definitely do. That's the, oh, that's the best part. <laughs> okay. So your favorite older cartoon would be, would it be the Animaniacs or would it be? Tunes? <laughs> it's hard. I think I would say Animaniacs though. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I, I still rewatch them to this day. Uh, and, and I find something new. I've seen them so many times, but I, I always find something new. And that's like I said, that's just that's just the beauty and the and what stands the test of time about it. Okay. Uh, did you ever watch the younger version of the Looney Tunes? Oh, the Tiny Tunes? Yeah, Tiny Tunes. I loved Tiny Tunes. <laughs> I really I think I think Babs Bunny was my first hero when I was okay. a kid. She was my first I wanted to be like her so much. I love uh, Tiny Tunes. <laughs> yeah, th- th- they were definitely very entertaining to watch. Yeah. Like like I really enjoyed them as well. When I grew up, so Looney Tunes was still around. It, I think it's something that's always been around. Like you could always watch reruns and stuff like that. Um, so I did. I did start watching some of those. But for some reason, Tiny Tunes just caught my attention a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So like I, that. That's kind of why I asked. I was like, huh, I wonder if she's seen it because I know I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't know why I forget them because that was a really important cartoon for me growing up too. So <laughs> I think they kind of just all blend together with Warner Brothers, you know. <laughs> It happens. Um, sometimes people ask me, like, "Oh, what's your favorite anime? What's your favorite video games?" And I start naming stuff, and then like an hour passes by. I'm like, "Man, why? I forgot one of my favorite games. Why yeah. didn't I say How this?" Can I, that one? <laughs> I okay, because I was doing the same thing. I'm like, "Man, I'm picking my brain. Am I forgetting anything?" <laughs> because outside of Looney Tunes and them, I loved Dexter's Laboratory. Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah. Uh, Angry Beavers is another comparison to Spy yeah. versus Spy. But they, they people say they look like the Angry Beavers as well. Um, I like I like Doug. Like it was a lot of Cartoon Network over Nickelodeon, but there are some Nickelodeon shows that really slapped. Yeah, and, and I agree. Like I, I think uh, when I was younger, I was more Cartoon Network. Yeah, uh, I did like Nickelodeon. I, I kind of I was not a big Disney cartoon person for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like I just it never like it never really caught my attention like that. Tragic. 
Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if we're going Disney, uh, DuckTales and Darkwing Duck were my favorite. I, I like Darkwing Duck. I'm not going to yeah. I, I like Darkwing Duck. Yeah. Come on. That was an instant classic. I am a overall, if it was animated, I loved it pretty much. Yeah. Um, it just, I'm all about Disney. It, uh, Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, the WB Kids Saturday Morning Cartoons. I was for any and everything that was animated. One of my guilty pledges that I would say from childhood was Winx Club. Um, I actually really <sighs> did enjoy that. It was a Saturday morning cartoon and it was like, it was supposed to be more of a feminine girly cartoon, but I'm like, they kicking butt. It's like the Powerpuff Girls. Like you can't, they, they getting it in. <laughs> At first, I was like, okay, wait, I've heard of that one. Now, now I know exactly what that was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you're right. Uh, Disney did have like once again. My it took my mind a little bit of time to process. I was like, all right, Kim Possible. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called? You had uh, Darkwing Duck. Th- there's 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 been a few. I'll, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. <laughs> I liked Phineas and Ferb too. Yes, Phineas and Ferb. That one's pretty fun. Disney. Mm-hmm. I still yeah. watch that one. I, yeah. I still watch Phineas and Ferb. I oh yeah, phenomenal. <laughs> Because I don't know what school they, they went to, but summer was forever. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I want to go. Yeah. But um, to take it back to comic books for a short bit here, um, as an artist and a writer, is there one job that you favor more? Because right now you're doing it all. Do you want to maybe in the future go down one path and or just continue to do it all? I think it depends on the project. With this specifically, obviously, I have a very specific sense of humor and and way to deliver it in mind. So further down the line, I wouldn't mind, you know, taking one lane and letting someone uh, take the other. If that's the case, I probably would just rather be the artist. Because even sometimes when I write, I second guess myself a lot with with uh, grammar, with I, I try to be really good at spell checking, but, uh, you know, is it coming off? Is it just coming off this way in my head? Is it going to read this way? So I think I think someone else writing it for me, if it's not so something specifically I you know developed in my own brain, um, I would rather just draw it and, and bring it to life. So that the first time I did that was with uh, Tales from the Crypto Closet One, was when I worked with Anthony Cleveland uh, on a story called Teddy. So that was my first interaction of here's the here's the story. I'm gonna you know describe every panel to you and you just draw it. And so that was that was a big challenge for me, but. It was a good collaborative effort, and, I, and if, if everything's like that down the line, then I'd be happy. But for the, for the time being, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> like you are talking to two of the worst spellers of all time, so we understand. <laughs> Spelling words are hard. <laughs> the English language is hard, <laughs> and it's funny because, like, so Ernest Ernest is more of a coder um, in his okay. in his in his job in his job role, so. You know, with code, it's like if you get one thing wrong, one little thing wrong, and the whole code does not work. It's over. Which is why I decided to go as a data analyst. And I, don't, <laughs> I don't have to work with so much coding now. Well, in the same aspect, though, for me, and I know I can't spell. So when I'm spelling code, if I spell something wrong, guess what? Everybody after me has to spell it the same way that I spelled it. So now All right. I create, I've created new variables and new code. You have to go by my logic. Well, you know, that wasn't spell right, but how did I spell it? Right. <laughs> it works. No, there's, there's no spell check and coding. <laughs> you got to do it how you do it. Right. I commend um, you guys. I can't, I try, I, I studied graphic design in college and I worked a little bit with coding and mm-mm. So I'm, I'm out to you. <laughs> Me, Ernest, we went to an IT boot camp. Uh, that's where we met. Um, it was, what, like two, three years ago? Yeah, I love uh, it. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> uh, uh, so we, we got a chance to work together in a few projects and stuff like And it was very fun, but very infuriating because... I remember our first project, they told us, so like, oh, hey, here, you got to build a game. We're like, all right, cool. How do we do it? We're like, go find out. Mm-hmm. So we had to find out. We had to do all this in crunch time. So we definitely know what crunch time looks like. Um, <laughs> I agree 100% with you. Time management is one of the most important things. And most imp- I cannot tell you how much time management has saved my ass at work because. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
having to be able to prioritize and look at this like, yeah, we're not going to do that right now. Let's just right. do this. When you cre- created uh, the Rouse, uh, I know f- for one of our projects, we had to create, you know, like a, a little figure, something. So it took us a while to create something because we were we were trying to go all out like all right let's do this let's do that you know and in the end we just turn around and we went back to a joke where um <laughs> we had this puppet pig and i put some headphones on it and i was just like oh this is tech support you know <laughs> and we were like oh we don't we we can't figure out what to create like what what's going to be the logo or what's going to be the little oh, character God. so we're just like we we could not figure it out so we're like you know what we're just gonna use this. Like if they don't like it, whatever, they could change it later. Yeah. So and like uh what's it called? It, it it I always look for people that actually can create something like that. So why a dog? What is your inspiration? Like yeah, like what, what was your inspiration? Why a dog? Why wasn't it like a cat? Or or were you like, you know, it's gonna be a dog? It wasn't like I thought about it ahead of time. I I, I've had dog fever. You know, people have baby fever. I've had dog fever for about 10 years now because every place I've lived in, I haven't been able to have a dog. Mm. So I think I just, dogs were just on the brain. Um, (laughs) and Ralph was because, uh, I was probably watching the Simpsons at the time because I wanted to, I just thought Ralph, Ralph Wiggum. Um, so I just like, that's just a funny name, you know, and it just, cause he's just such a, a lovable little idiot. And, I just liked it. And so Ralph's two of them was just even funnier to me. So <laughs> it wasn't like I sought out to draw a dog. I just, I've always loved dogs. And then, so not being able to have one, I was just probably like, I just want to draw a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's when the best inspiration comes from. Cause um, in the story that Miguel was selling, while we just decided to go with this tech support that we pretty much, we were just playing around and we really enjoyed the character. He didn't tell you that find out like, during our presentation, everybody loved this character. Like it right. was, it was the staple for the entire game. Like everybody loved it. And it was just like, how did you come up that? Well, we were literally just playing around. <laughs> we were joking around and not doing work, <laughs> just <laughs> talking and joking and enjoying fun with each other. Like you know what? This is an amazing character. Let's just yeah. throw him in. Sometimes those. <laughs> whatever throw them in end up being the most <laughs> beloved or recognizable <laughs> part of the project yeah uh, no so yeah, i i guess that's kind of that's kind of like why i wanted and wanted to ask i was like right so why a dog why not a cat for us it was like well it, it was the only puppet we had in hand so yeah that's why it was a pig right if it, we had a turtle in hand uh, we would have tried to come up something with a turtle uh but it, it just worked perfectly like even the name worked perfectly and we were very tired. We were exhausted. Um, I think it was like seven o'clock at night. Uh, Ernest was still trying to code. I was just tired. I just wanted to go home. And that's when I just put the headphones on and I kept bugging <laughs> them. And it just stuck. A question about the comic. So are both dogs, they're, they're both named Ralph, right? Yes. Okay. Are they siblings or are they just friends? There's no uh, there's no backstory to them just yet. There is a backstory to uh, their names that you'll find out in Bones oh. in the Attic. Okay. The, what they're short for? I don't. I there's a picture of them as a, as a, as babies. So I've never really defined if they're brothers or if they're just friends. Um, I, I think as we as I develop further, they're kind of growing and and developing a personality and and, and a backstory as I draw them and as I pr- progress in their stories. So there, it's just a mystery at this point, <laughs> even to me. I'll define it someday. Like sometimes that's even that's even funnier, you know, when you're like, oh, you don't know, you know, like mm-hmm. as a reader, you don't know, so you kind of want to find out. For you, what do you think is harder, writing, illustrating? R- writing, yeah. Like I said, if if I were to go to, to another project, if, if I had to be sole writer about a project, I like a story that's a long form story. I think that would be harder, especially because um, my my stories are very short and you know quick funny little stories so the only long-form story i did was from the issue of volume two uh moving into volume three Mm -hmm. so that was hard because okay it stopped and then i had an idea of where i wanted it to go but then when i when it came down to ending it i said okay wait how do i want to wrap this up because like once i have it i can draw it you know sometimes i'll just start drawing and it just comes out 
Or if I have the idea in my head, as long as I keep thinking about it, I'll just draw it. And then that's what happens. So I think sometimes ending something on a funny note or just ending a story is, is hard. You know, finding a good place marker is, is just challenging sometimes. So de- it's definitely the writing sometimes. I will say that sometimes when I have to format uh, the panels, I, I don't know, because I'll trace an actual comic size page and draw the panels in it. But for some reason, my proportions are a little bit off. So sometimes I have to crop heads or crop bodies or just rearrange things. <laughs> so it's it's all a learning process. Did you always want to be a comic book creator since you were since you were a child? I don't know if I ever sought out to specifically be a comic creator. I'd always wanted to draw. And when I got older in my, in my high school years, I think I didn't think that you could have a viable career as an illustrator as much as I loved it. I I had to find another way to do it. So I study graphic design. And so that's like my day job. I, I work freelance right now. Um, I do logo commissions. I do illustrative commissions. Um, I've done brochures, that those kind of things. So that was my practical way of staying an artist. And then I got so busy with that. That's when I stopped drawing. And then so when I restarted, that's where the Ralphs came from. Okay. So I always wanted to be an artist, but I think being here as a comic book creator is the coolest thing that I never expected to be in. <laughs> and sometimes you find your niche just by accident or sometimes you're just like, you know what, let me do this and let's you you find something right <laughs> as you create or as you start working on the Ralphs, is there something that you like to do for example i i know that some people like to listen to music some people like to put uh something in the background whether it's like comedy or a movie or a cartoon mm-hmm. um what is your like your setup look like when i actually work i i don't think i could watch animaniacs or anything because i would be drawn to watching it Uh, I'll watch it for inspiration, but when I'm actually working to keep me focused and working, I like to listen to podcasts. Um, I like a lot of true crime podcasts. And I also like, um, there's a, there's a Gilbert Godfrey had, has has a podcast and he interviews a lot of people. So sometimes I'll listen to that one. Um, sometimes I'll put YouTube on just put, put shuffle on my channel or whatever. So I think just continuous talking, I can sort of tune in and, and also just, you know, I'm watching my sketchbook as I'm drawing. So I think, I think podcast just keeps me going. I, I cannot do that. If, if it's talking, if I'm writing something, I start writing what I hear. Uh, if I'm talking to oh, anybody yeah. in the room, I start writing that as well. I'm like, Oh, like for me, I have to either play music or I could put a video game and leave it there. Even if I'm not playing it, you know, mm-hmm. like I'll play the little music, the intro stuff. I, I'm fine with that. But anything that has to do with words, I cannot multitask to that point because See, <laughs> it's always something. <laughs> yeah. So if, if I'm writing, probably the same thing because they're, they're continuously talking. But when I listen to music, I'm also a dancer. So oh, okay. I'm too busy, like choreographing in my head. As, <laughs> so that's why I can't listen to music as I do it because it's, it's too many artistic things at once. <laughs> So I will fall in line with YouTube. Um, as a, when I code, I listen to YouTube theories on a lot of different animes and things like that. So let's do oh, yeah. theories. But that's what I do. And then there is a point where I'm like, all right, I have to have complete science. When I really get into the thick of it, it's like, all right, now I need to focus specifically on this one logic statement or how this logic working out. But overall, definitely for me, it's just YouTube playing in the background whether I'm listening to somebody stream um, League of Legends or anything, it's just uh, streaming a- videos are good for background noise. Until they start popping off. Oh, now you got a pit to kill. What? What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I always like to ask her and say, oh, what are you doing? He, if he tells me like, oh, bro, not right now. I'm coding, coding. All right, cool. So then I'll just send random pictures. Like I sent him pictures of a sandwich. We had no, no reason why. Just picture of a sandwich. Like, <laughs> he would open it. He's like, "Why? Why? Why would you send a picture of a sandwich?" I'm like, "I don't know, dude. I thought maybe it would help you." <laughs> Not this distraction. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I love distracting other people, but I hate when other people distract me. So, oh yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun that way, though. Yeah, it is. But it's it's an interesting thing because it is it's completely random. Like maybe we haven't talked for a day or two. And then all of a sudden I get this random picture out of nowhere. 
And it's like, what? Wait, why? Why are you sending me? I feel like you know exactly what you're doing. And it's like, I just want to throw you off right now. Now I have to have a whole conversation about why you just sent me a random picture. (laughs) It's a conversation starter. So for you, uh, Ashley, if you had to pick one, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, uh, what else is out there? Uh, Crunchyroll, uh, Paramount. Services. Okay. So I would love to say HBO Max, but it's so faulty. It's so <laughs> laggy. I'm so furious about it because, and it's funny because I've reached out to uh, tech support or whatever. And they said, and they said, turn it off and on again. Like, that's not helping. So, but HBO Max has a lot of really, really great stuff. So, but they are just in, until they get their stuff together, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't gotten Paramount Plus. I really would think I would love that one because they have all the Nickelodeon shows and they have RuPaul's Drag Race. I love RuPaul's Drag Race. So, what I have now, I would say Hulu because I think Hulu has a lot of really great stuff. That's interesting. I, I, ne- I, this is the first time I ever hear a Hulu. Normally, I hear like, oh, Netflix or maybe Crunchyroll or maybe, uh, there's there's people that for some reason they watch the YouTube the the paid version, uh, YouTube oh. I, yeah YouTube red. I why I I'm guilty of never even checking it out so maybe it's good I just never paid attention to it I'm like, same maybe <laughs> yeah I like Hulu Hulu has some good stuff I watch Hulu from time from time to time um it's pretty good like uh there's some good shows in there like I know I watch uh it's always Sun in Philadelphia on there yes I'll, I'll watch the League on there. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Those kind of shows. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been watching what we do in the shadows. Mm, okay. Um, the Hulu has a show called uh, only murders in the building. And that's a uh, Steve Martin and Martin short and Selena Gomez. Mm-hmm. It's a very odd combination, but it's, it's very, very good. So for you, uh, what is one of your favorite cartoon movies or my animated fav- movies? Animated movie. My, yeah, animated okay. movie. It's, it's, it's a half and half because my favorite movie of all time is who framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I love that movie. I like it's it's really cool. <laughs> it's my favorite favorite movie of all time. It's 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 always been my favorite movie. Strictly animation. Hold on, I'm looking at my DVDs right now because I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, if we're going Disney, Aladdin is my favorite. Aladdin, okay. Yeah, I like Aladdin too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't be Lion King, but you know Aladdin's okay. <laughs> <laughs> third. <laughs> Like Lion King was a big deal for us was when we were kids. Yes. I, I think it was a bigger deal for us as kids than most grown-ups. Most grown-ups are like, why is it your favorite movie? Right. And for us, like, you don't understand. Right. Mufasa. <laughs> we were traumatized. Exactly. <laughs> but like, yeah, like I think nostalgia and our childhood, like it's it it definitely creates a big impact on us i know for me um i've probably rewatched the uh i don't know if you ever watched blues clues but uh now steve came back and you know he did a little message i was like oh i probably watched it about like six seven times i teared up the first few times afterwards i watched it to the point i don't tear up anymore (laughs) because my girlfriend and my daughter make fun of me uh for tearing up they're like why crying they're like it's blues clues like They'll put on an episode. This is why you're crying. I was like, damn, like, no. <laughs> I love Blues Blues. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was a moment. That was a moment for all of us. Yeah, that definitely was a moment for everybody, I think. <laughs> so if you could have picked any cartoon, any TV show for you to work in, which one would it be? Animaniacs. In their prime. In their prime, <laughs> in their time. I... Animaniacs is like my default, but I, I'm going to go back to Dexter's Laboratory because I think f- my art style is really, really close to that because um, I've been rewatching that again. And I, I, a lot of a lot of my style, I, I see it a lot in there. So I'm like, OK, so this must be directly where I got a lot of my art style from. I just either one of those, I think. Uh, which in which un- animated university do you think the rails will fall perfectly in? Hmm. That's that's the top. I I want to put them. I want to put them under the Warner Brothers umbrella. <laughs> but um, which which one? Like, would it be the Animaniacs or would it be Looney Tunes? Would it be Tiny Tunes? <laughs> you know, I, you know, I I see them being really big in Tiny Tunes just because they're they're little and they don't really have an age. It's, it's kind of like that SpongeBob thing where he's not really a kid, but he's not really an adult. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
I, th- I think I could see him in Tiny Tunes with Buster and Babs and and Dizzy. I think I could see that. Okay. Yeah. That that actually would probably work. Like <laughs> as you were saying, I was thinking about it too. I was like, where would they where would they fall perfectly in line with? Mm-hmm. And I think that's definitely uh, one of the best places. It, to me, in my head, I was like, either it's there or it's Cat Dog. I don't know why uh, that popped yeah. up in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, they, they would fit there. <laughs> they would fit with Cat Dog for yeah. sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> okay, so where can people find you or uh, some of your work? Um, where can people follow you or, or just even reach out to you? Yeah, so I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Skulls and Sketches, S K U L L S and Sketches. And I'll send you guys links and I'll send you the link for the Kickstarter mm-hmm. so you guys can post it. Um, yeah, all of those, uh, the Ralphs have their own Instagram page. It's the underscore Ralphs. So the Ralphs and I have a Patreon page. Um, I'll be posting YouTube videos. Uh, I think as the campaign goes on, because I'm going to be adding, I'm either go live or I don't know if I'm, I'm on TikTok. I don't really use it that much, but I I might do it just for this for promo, but yeah, I'm going to go live a bunch. I'm just going to, I'm going to do some drawings. I'm going to just post stuff on my Instagram and, and then you can reach me at my website at um, skullsandsketches.com. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Well, thank you so much, Ashley. It's been a pleasure to have you here in our podcast. We are super excited to see where your career goes. Uh, We'll definitely be, We'll definitely be two of the people in, whose names will be in the book because we're, we're definitely going <laughs> to yes. go on there. <laughs> there will be uh, an in-store signing or an in-store appearance at Creative Comics in Griffith on Wednesday for oh, awesome. the launch of the, of the show. So if you guys can come by, uh, I'll be at First Aid Comics on the 22nd. So the following Wednesday in uh, in Hyde Park. Okay. So so hopefully I get to see you. But this oh, this has been really, really fun. This has oh, been a really, thanks. really fun interview. <laughs> thank you so much. No, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Okay. All right. Thank you guys. And as always, make sure you tune into our podcast, follow us on all social media, except Instagram, because uh, funny story, we are, would it be, would the proper word be banned or would the proper word be kicked out of Instagram? I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Our podcast page has been banned because we have inappropriate people. <laughs> we don't know why we got banned, but we just go with the fact that Tank, who is going to be editing this, he was posting nudes. It's the best story we have so far. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> the real reason was the private settings. They sent an email. We didn't respond on time and they banned a the page. But it's funner to go with uh, the lateral. <laughs> okay. And so for everybody listening, make sure you go you check out the Kickstarter, which will be coming out on Wednesday. 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 September 15, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, I got it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, Ashley. It's been a pleasure. Uh we are definitely looking forward to all your work. And can I wait luck. to see? Can I wait to see the new comic? Thank you for all the kind words. It's truly my pleasure. Thank you guys so much. 